you ever thought about how valuable it would be to get career advice from a top executive? Have you ever wondered what management really thinks about diversity? Join us as our C-suite guest shares with our Latino community their unique insights on professional development and diverse leadership. Welcome to C-Suite, the show that combines surprising leadership insights with a focus on diversity. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor and VP of Board Development for Alpha, New Jersey. Today, we have a distinguished guest, Esther Aguilera. Esther is the President and CEO of the Latino Corporate Directors Association, which convenes Latino directors and executives at the highest levels of corporate leadership who share the mission to increase the number of US Latinos on corporate boards. She's a proven leader who brings a 30-year record of successfully executing strategic business plans to drive organizational effectiveness, growth, and impact. She has worked in leadership positions in the nation's most accomplished leaders from corporate America, the US Congress, the executive branch, and the not-for-profit sector. Drawing upon this unique cross-section of experiences, she is a sought-after thought leader who has delivered numerous speeches and presentations for diverse audiences. Esther is a recognized social entrepreneur and turnaround specialist, leading scale-up, innovative change, and managing high-performance teams. In her last role, Esther led the growth of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute for 11 years as its president and CEO, where she spearheaded programs that transformed the life trajectory of hundreds of young Latinos across the country. Welcome, Esther. In this exact moment, how are you feeling? How's your energy? How's your outlook? Joe, thank you for that warm introduction. You know, I am feeling in this particular time, as you know, we're coming hopefully out of this pandemic, at least in the U.S., the pandemic is still raging in other parts of the globe. So we're, as a globe, we're not there yet. But I'm feeling optimistic about um, my work, about how uh, how we're and how we're making impact. So I, it's a pleasure to be on the show with you. Oh, thank you so much, Esther, and and love the optimism and and as you were sharing how you were feeling and and the work that you're doing, it's interesting. We're at such a pivotal time. Not like one time is more pivotal than the others, but I feel like there's a sense in the air. You can feel that something is going on here. I completely agree. You know, I, you know, there's a saying. You know, don't take a, a crisis for granted crises are difficult and you know in this particular one it impacted lives livelihood you know business economy etc you know like no other you know at the same time it opened kind of a can of worms in, in good ways it accelerated technology adoption in how we're shopping, working, and interacting. And I think that to me is um, the exciting part because much of that is here to stay. And we're all going through this learning process. I have to say during um, the pandemic, we, me and my team actually took the opportunity to 
really invest in our operations and our our technology. We had already been planning to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to really um, accelerate our impact because of, of what we did there. At the same time, we were a virtual office before the pandemic. So we didn't have to adjust to a new normal. I have team members that are in California, Nevada, Texas, and people we work with in Florida. Plus, I'm in Washington, D.C. And so hate the impact of the pandemic on lives and livelihood, but love the fast pace change in some areas that needed change. Mm. It would have just taken longer. Yeah. But for the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like a lot of organizations similar to yours have been experiencing that. And the ones who were already on track, like you were to start making those changes, probably in a better place than ones who hadn't began preparation at all before, for whatever reason, right? No, it is tough. And I think we learn a lot about, um, about people and HR and operations, um, it has been in many ways kind of solidifies what we've known and I think really adds to this conversation around um, employee diversity and the value. So, So one of the things that's happened is through these virtual uh, meeting setups, we've gotten to see more of the whole person at home with their puppies or kids and things. And so, you know, when you go to the office in the past, you kind of leave your personal home self at home. Totally. And this is one of the areas that has really revolutionized and, you know, it places people in the center Uh, The second thing, because I obviously in my current work, we focus on corporate change, corporate governance, how corporate directors need to provide the the guidance and ask the right questions so that the company has another important set of advisors externally. And um, one of the things that I've seen change with on the corporate governance side. And this change was starting to come about before the pandemic, but I think it's accelerated. Mm -hmm. And that is that, um, you know, there is shareholder value, which is always going to be a driver. And any company wants to, you know, make sure they're relevant. They're looking at trends and are head of trends. Any company that's behind a trend is not going to stay for long. Or, as we say in this space, they'll have an activist investor, you know, who targets them. But now, um, businesses were often shielded from what's happening in society. And there was some movement afoot before to have, you know, more diversity in the boardroom, more um, you know, what happened with both the Me Too movement and certainly with 
George Floyd and, and Black Lives Matter, we're seeing that these instances impact sustainable companies, the livelihood of companies and shareholder value. I mean, let's take the Me Too movement. I mean, you had entire companies and CEOs who were fired because of bad practice. Now, you had boards that probably needed to ask more questions about the corporate culture, what's going on. And, and so, you know, I think the pandemic and what we're seeing today is, um, and the conversation is about certainly the business imperative, but also engaging key stakeholders of that business, employees, customers, um, and, you know, people are as important to sustaining the company and these social things that are going on do impact companies. Companies have to, um, from a value standpoint, communicate with the public, what are their values? Where do they stand on some of these issues? And this is just a really dynamic time all around, Joe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, let's get to know you a little bit better because of your diverse background and, and all the uh, different types of people that you work with now in your current work. I'm curious to know, tell us about the unique value that you provide, the thing that has helped you throughout your career. Well, you know, my, I have, I, I have, as you mentioned in my bio, had, had such a, um, very complementary and diverse set of experiences that taken together really give me a, a unique insight and very broad perspective of the intersection of corporate, nonprofit, government, and all of how these all intersect. So, you know, I have been privileged to work with some of our most important leaders of this nation from members of Congress, cabinet members. I've worked with the top nonprofit organizations, corporate CEOs, corporate directors. And, you know, in all of this, um, one of the threads that has uh, been part of my personal and professional career has been focused on elevating Latinos to positions of power mm. and helping them claim their seat at the table or their seat in that position of power. And it starts, you know, at my previous role with uh, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute. It was leadership programs for high school, college, and young college grads. And this is the future of tomorrow, giving them powerful experiences working in the halls of power, in the halls of Congress, um, in offices working for members of Congress to get such a unique insight that normally mm. uh, many of them from low income backgrounds did well in school, wouldn't have that kind of access. So these types of, of internships and fellowships puts them on a trajectory with limitless 
opportunities. And today in my role um, leading the Latino Corporate Directors Association, we are preparing the next bench and the next pool of directors working with current directors. And it has just now really taken off in powerful ways. So I think the two things that I have honed in in my last 30 years of, of professional life is, is one, I was thrust into leadership roles very early in my career. When you work, it's certainly in nonprofits, but also Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. I was executive director of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. This is working with all of the members of Congress on issues impacting the nation and advancing opportunity for Latinos through the legislative process. Um, I was my 26, 27 when I became executive director, Mm -hmm. uh, driving uh, with the members of Congress, the agenda and legislative work. And from there, it has been one leadership role after the next. Um, And, you know, the two things is one has been my my insight, knowing how these different sectors work and learning from all of them and providing something very unique in terms of of driving an, an organization forward and its impact. And I have examples of that. But the second thing has been you know, we all have strengths. You've heard of strength finders and, and mm-hmm. these other great tools. And, you know, one thing that, you know, when I was young or in college, I wouldn't have known is I have a really strong knack in terms of strategic planning development uh, and this growth mentality. Uh, and I've been able to put it into practice and really hone it in a, in a way that is very unique. So, you know, when I joined LCDA, formed by this dynamic group of Latino corporate directors, they had great, you know, bylaws and things set up. They brought me in to I- implement our strategic work and, you know, build the organization. And, I had done that for previous projects and organizations. And and it really, um, once again, uh, I came in very confident that, hey, this is a tough area. Corporate board seats don't turn over very quickly. No. And it's slow going change. And at the same time, from a, let's say a funding perspective, you know, this is not scholarships. Who's going to fund, you know, this niche kind of project and work? But on all fronts, uh, I mean, we have really accelerated the growth of the organization. In fact, right now, we are at an inflection point, mm-hmm. very exciting inflection point because of all of the strategic groundwork. It's building the organization kind of a brick at a time and being very thoughtful, but also looking two steps ahead of, of what you need to think about 
what you're doing now, but how it helps you position the organization for two steps ahead. And that's my strategic mind. I'm always kind of looking at how we're our, our processes today and building for tomorrow. So that's really fantastic. And I, I can see how those skills and values will definitely contribute to all the work you continue to do. Um, let me ask you, really excited to ask you this next question. What is it that never fails to surprise you about people? Because you're, you're getting access to all these different types of people. What never fails to surprise you about them? Well, I think uh, I have worked for some on some great missions. Mm -hmm. And I think if you bring together a, a dynamic mission with a dynamic team and dynamic leaders, it really um, catches on. Mm -hmm. And I've been um, so happy with, you know, recently, I mean, I mentioned we're at an inflection point. And the reason we're at an inflection point is around the insight excitement of the people who, you know, get behind, they got behind the LCDA mission and were curious, okay, what are we going to do with this? And when they see it taking off, it just generates more excitement. I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen our membership triple um, wow. just in the last two years and it's still growing. Um, and so there's, we are, as an organization, we are so complex. We're doing advocacy. We're doing uh, search firm type of work. We're doing mm -hmm. research. We're doing programming for experienced and aspiring directors. We are influencing the debate on diversity in this country. Um, and all of those things, you know, is things that uh, have been really exciting to people. And so I think it's just always great, not so much as a surprise, but how much that type of, of um, getting behind the mission has helped us be successful. You can't have a mission without, you know, people behind it, right? And people who really feel passionate about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, folks in the audience are the type who um, a lot of them are perhaps like the type that your organization would be training to get ready for the next steps. You know, they're, they're at a part of their career where they're moving upward and, and still, you know, have that hunger to, to continue to advance. Um, so really curious to get your perspective. Uh, what do a lot of people get wrong? about how to succeed? What's really sort of a big mistake that you see people continually making? Yeah, well, I, I think there's, you know, a lot of self-awareness, but also seeking advice. You know, we're human, right? Um, and yet we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses. And sometimes, you know, you have two sides to a coin. You could be really strong in this area, but then that same area kind of gives you a blind spot of, you know, some potential weaknesses. So mm. sometimes um, being open to knowing, you know, where, where you're strong and where, um, where you 
need that other buffer, the uh, insights. Uh, you know, for example, you know, I'm a person that is just going, going, going. I'm focused on the programming, growing the organizations in fundamental ways, building a dynamic performing team. And for example, my previous organization, my team turned to me and said, oh, by the way, you know, the facility and building that we're in is kind of old and crappy. and you know it's so funny because i am uh you know so focused on the um the business of the day Uh that i sometimes don't wake up and and you know i i love investing in people and again building these high performing teams um and i do care a lot about about having a healthy work environment, making sure people are also having balance in their life and getting to know my team, not just from a work perspective, but you know, they have kids or things that are important to them in their lives. And, you know, so I care about the health and, and of, of the team and, and the work. Um, and yet, you know, the physical space that you're in does impact when you're feeling pride or, you know, coming into work and just having a bright space that really gives you that energy. And so it's, it's just interesting, um, again, how knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and making sure you have other people that you tell them and say, by the way, this is not my strength. So I need you to tell me if these elements um, might be missing because I might not see them. Yeah. yeah. I, I, w- I would say that. And I think for our Latino community and our, our very, very, um, you know, accomplished young people, mid-career senior, you know, also making sure that we give ourselves some slack. Um, like we're, we're very adaptable resilient and resourceful. When you come from a bicultural, bilingual, sometimes, you know, more, and you've had to navigate, you know, your culture at home or your culture at, you know, at school or work, you learn how to read people that there's a lot of skill set that we have that sometimes either we can't uh, have used in our roles, but that is there, you know, really embrace some of those things. I think what Sometimes, you know, people get wrong is talking about this is a strength that I have or I bring this to the table and, and being um, being able to have a kitchen cabinet around them that that helps them be able to talk about their strengths. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the self-awareness uh, about your whole person and also about, you know, being kind to yourself and, and bringing all those great things from your background uh, in terms of helping yourself succeed. Well, let's proceed to widen the circle a little bit and go to the shout out. So I'm really curious to ask you, who's so active in this you know, work, who is someone that you would like to highlight who's passionate about diversity that, that our audience should know about? Thanks for the question. Well, gosh, there's so many people and, you know, somebody who I've gotten to know and really admire um, 
is uh, Anilu Vasquez Ubadi, and she's the head of HR, also, you know, diversity is in her portfolio at TPG, which is a global private equity, very um, successful company that does value the things that she focuses on. Um, she came from um, having done that role at Goldman Sachs at, you know, many ways, I think, look, my roles have been obviously running powerful mission-oriented organizations. And it's an environment where I can probably be more, not in control, but be able to shape it uh, without as many factors. So I just admire someone like Annie Lou, who um, has been in such global uh, work environments and really um, being her authentic self and, you know, helping the, the company value the rest of the authentic people that work for them and, and just, you know, building those elements as essential and part of the business. Um, all businesses, uh, the core of business success is your people. You could you yeah. have products. Those are important to you. And, and um, the product and, and the service are are essential, but it's the people that at the end of the day uh, make the product and bring it all together. So I think it's people-centric. Um, you can never go wrong with that. Well, Esther, I love that you mentioned someone in true diversity fashion with a background that's somewhat complementary to yours, right? Like you didn't mention a clone like another Esther, right? So I, I love that. <laughs> well, I just sometimes think like, wow, it's such a big global roles that, you know, companies that she worked with in, in a very, you know, essential um, function. And you just fathom how much uh, of that portfolio and work and, and an exciting having, you know, a team around her um, and the company to succeed. Fantastic. Um, so Esther, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today. Learn so much about some new areas of experience and, and observations about people and how to succeed. How can our audience connect with you to learn more about you or your organization? Terrific. Well, first of all, I am super active on LinkedIn, uh, both uh, personally and through the Latino Corporate Directors Association. And if you haven't seen it, it is an inspiring place to go to. We're announcing profiles of people getting on boards, but also educating, um, you know, on what some of the reports are saying. You know, while we're seeing some increases of Latinos on boards, the reality is that we still have the lowest number and percentages of any other group, despite the fact that we're two and 10 Americans. And so we have the widest gap to close. And so that really, in many ways, makes our work that much more essential. And so, um, you know, follow me on LinkedIn, you know, send me messages there, um, things that you like, ideas you have. I just find that to be the most effective and efficient way. I mean, you have access to people just through sending a, a message, say, hey, I heard this podcast, you know, tell me what you think and would love to hear any of your thoughts. I think that's a very dynamic way to engage. Of course, visit us on our website. We have a newsletter that we 
anybody who requests it, you can be added to the list to learn more about the work that we're doing. So those are two great ways to stay in touch and be able to connect with me directly as well as um, follow the work that we're doing. Well, I think your work and your organization's work is very important and exciting. We'll share those links, including your LinkedIn link uh, in the show notes so people can reach out. Well, thank you, Esther, for being our guest on C-Suite, the show that combines surprising leadership insights with a focus on diversity. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to C-Suite. Alpha's purpose is connecting Latino leaders for impact. To learn more, go to alpha.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or share with a trusted friend or colleague. Remember, with the right perspective, amazing things can happen.